As a thank you in advance for listening to this episode, please feel free to grab yourself a free copy of the Book of Public Speaking at thebookofpublicspeaking.com. Hello, everybody. It is Corey Poirier, and really excited to be back with the latest episode and edition of the show. Also really excited to have a first-time guest with us. As our listeners know, I love bringing on first-time guests, introducing to our audience. Uh, So Lisa Bennett, I'd like to bring you on, and where I'd like to normally start and where we normally start in general is to get our guests to tell us at least a little bit about how they spend their time now. So I say this because when I say your backstory, because some people are like, oh, do you want me to start when I was born in the hospital? So I'm just making more (laughs) related to how you got into the work you're doing and the work you are doing for our listeners and viewers who may be discovering you for the first time. Brilliant. Uh, So thank you, Corey. I actually, I have been what we call a space whisperer uh, all my life. Uh, however, I didn't actually acknowledge what it was that I had the capacity to um, see with regard to spaces. So call it psychic, call it intuitive. Uh, so over the years, I did everything from taking interior design courses to decorating courses to floral design to um, working with architects and, and builders and contractors and real estate agents, anything to do with spaces. And I was hungry for really educating myself about how people in their industry with spaces saw spaces. Because I, I actually acknowledge that I see them differently and they communicate with me. So it was something that I also acknowledged that I could empower others in the world to see spaces in a way that they hadn't necessarily looked at that would that would actually shift and change their lives. And so it's been a journey, my life, life's work, and it's turned into myself having a radio show, having uh, classes that I facilitate around the world in six languages to, it just, it's organically grown. <laughs> there was no, there was no plan. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> Well, I, I love that. And you know what? Some of the best things I feel happen organically without yeah. a plan. Yeah. And, and thank you on that note. I, when I got out of being this control freak of trying to organize everything in my life to actually acknowledging that the universe does have your back, that it truly, when you surrender, when you give up that energy of, of always having everything perfectly planned, that when you actually surrender, the most magical things start to show up. And that's truly when I surrendered to just saying, okay, universe, just show me what it is that I'm meant to be doing and show me how it's going to come out. And, and so this has been, it's been a, a joy and it's been a journey and there's been tears and there's been tough times, but I'm so grateful for for the spaces that I work with around the world. Yeah. So having said that, you know, even though, as you said, it's been, um, in the end, it's been what it's meant to be and it's been a blessing, but can you share with us where some of the challenges have been? So what have you kind of noticed as some of the, 
whether it's setbacks or whether it's things that at the time were really frustrating. And I only say that because I think sometimes think they're in, people think they're in a silo and they're alone in their challenges. <laughs> so I just like to hear where maybe you had a couple of obstacles or hiccups. Oh, sure. Uh, there's lots of, lots of hiccups. And, and one of the things that I have to say though, is, is there was always this voice. There was always this energetic pull, uh, that kept leading me. And, and so I've had times where I'm a, I'm a single mom. Uh, my kids now are, are grown up. Uh, but there was a time that I was going, wow, maybe I just need to go get a job. Cause I had people saying that to me and saying family members, close friends, they were all worried, you know, oh, I don't know if she's going to make this happen. And, and yet there was this such a strong pull that I was going, I don't know where this is coming from. And there were moments, yes, that I, I remember actually having a class in Austria and one of my hosts that invited me to come to the country um, after the first day of classes stood up and said, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, what? I had people online. I had people in person at the class and in front of everyone. And it was luckily it was at the end of the day. And I said, okay, everyone, well, we're going to wrap up the class and and I took him aside and I said, okay, what's going on? And what, what occurred was that I was pushing his buttons to look at his shed. Hmm. Oops. Well, that's, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. And, um, and yet he, he just couldn't handle it. So he stepped away. And so there was my translator who I said, you're hosting now. And she was, she was actually quite nervous about being a host and translator. I said, don't worry about it. I've got your back. I've done this a hundred times. We're going to be fine. And, and it ended up being an incredible experience. And for me, it was, it was a growth experience. I, I remember that night going back to my Airbnb and crying, going, what, what have I done to create this energy? And I realized after sort of having this like high Lisa, having a conversation with myself, because we have to talk ourselves off the cliff and say, look, you've got this, you know your stuff. And, and for whatever re reason, he wasn't willing to see his stuff. And that's okay. Because we hear it when we're ready to hear it. And, um, you know, so at that point, it ended up being just the most phenomenal class and most phenomenal experience. And um, I came home from there, having pushed myself into an area that I wasn't I, I had no idea that I, I could continue after having someone do something like that. But I also, um, I really acknowledge the people that showed up for themselves. And that's, that's truly when you're in your zone, when you're in your work, and you acknowledge the people that have shown up to actually do their work, you, you show up 150% every time. And, and so I'm grateful for talking myself off the cliff and saying, you got this. <laughs> yeah. And I, I totally get that. And it's interesting when you mentioned for the people that show up is, you know, something we see often is when you're running, let's say events, when you're, whether it's an online event an in-person event, I mean, if it's your first event in a certain field or certain industry, you know, you can have an event where it's maybe a small turnout. And I remember hearing uh, T. Harv Ecker sharing a story one time and I asked him about it when we brought him on the show because I heard of him sharing it that, you know, his events, he ended up selling his uh, training company 
for the most, it was the biggest sale of a training company in the history. And, but the interesting part is going back to when it started, his first event, he had four people in his own living room. Mm-hmm. Then, and then he had like eight people in his house, then 10 people. And I think it took like six events before he could bring it to an uh, actual venue. And so to, to your point about just showing up for the people that came, I think sometimes people struggle with that because they're, they worked hard to, to fill an event and it doesn't happen. And then they beat themselves up. Mm-hmm. And then in some cases, they bring that energy to the four or five or eight or 10 or 20 people that showed up, not realizing we all build that way. And I, and you know, there's people that, um, that have built at the highest level and still will run an event that doesn't go as they, as they hope. And so I love what you said about you were there for the people that showed up because I think sometimes people forget that as well. Yeah. And, and on that note, I, I stopped actually looking at the numbers, um, which you might go, what? And I just played with the energy of the class and asking the class or whatever it was that I was working with in my business, I just asked for the energy of that to show up and show me what was required. Every single day I do that, I ask my business, what is required today that's going to create greater for my day? And it might be getting in my car and going for a drive to the mountains. And it's like, oh, okay, Um, I'll do that. And you'll be amazed at what shows up, the people you connect with and, and boom, 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 something shows up magically and you're, you're creating a class. I I've had people, you know, reach out from different countries saying, would you come to my country? And I'm, I'm, I've never even heard of some of these places. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) Well, and you know, to that point, I just had this conversation with somebody earlier today about how the other challenge And so it might not be a live event, but it might be, let's say, a post you put up or what have you. And people, again, same idea. They try to, so I love what you said about you're not as focused on the numbers. You know, people get stuck in this idea. They put a post up and they didn't get as many likes as they want. So now tomorrow they won't put a post up. And I was just sharing with somebody today, this person has put up a post every day for 10 years without missing a day. And I said, what drives you in the day where you don't get the likes and stuff like that? And what, you know, drives that? And him and I get talking about how we might hear, we might hear about the invisible impact or, or somebody sends us a private message and said, you know, that thing you shared today changed my way of thinking. But people on the surface didn't see that. They might see 12 likes and nobody commenting and think, oh, well, that was not, it didn't obviously resonate with people. But I have people that'll tell me like right now I'm doing this interview series that I'm calling my slightly secret project. So I'm putting these posts up of the interviews I was doing. And there's been a lot of likes because some of these people are household names. But what's interesting to me is talking to people a month later or two weeks later and and they say just privately, dude, I love what you're doing. You're crushing it with all these interviews. But they never once liked one of those. They never made a comment, but they're telling me privately. So I think we forget sometimes that a lot more people are watching than we realize. That's my point. Well, uh, and, and, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I remember when I got first approached to have a radio show um, that I was like, well, what am I going to talk about? And they laughed. They said, Lisa, (laughs) it'll just flow. So get out of thinking about that. And when I first started my radio show, I actually had notes. And now I actually don't, I, I, I literally, the titles come to me and I have guests or I don't. And I do live space readings uh, once a month now where people call in and I connect with the energy of their spaces. And it's the same thing. You wonder who's listening. And I got out of that. I started to go, 
speak to what you know, someone out there will be impacted. And it might not be today. It might be in the archives of when they listen to it later. And I've had the most emotionally magical um, people sharing their experiences with me, private messages saying, you have no idea. I left an abusive situation because of blah, blah, blah. And, and so for me, I'm, I'm always so grateful. Yeah. So you brought up another interesting point that I never really thought about until this second. I've often thought about like, you know, I'll run an event and I'm like, how come this person didn't show up? They need this most, the most and all that. And then eventually I come around to thinking, well, wait a minute, why didn't I show up to, you know, and I'm speaking on the road and traveling all the time, but still, why didn't I show up to these 20 events that were marketed to me when I was in town? You know, I had my own stuff going on. So they do as well. And so it just made me realize too, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I never, ever, ever go out of my way to post a comment on the link of the person that's running the show. Like, let's say, just to throw a bigger name out, let's say it's somebody like Amy Porterfield or John Lee Dumas, you know, really big shows on iTunes. I never send John or Amy a message and say, hey, love the episode. Never. And they even have opt-ins and I never opt-in to get the free whatever. So then I have to think about how many, to that point, how many people am I also reaching who are just not the type to comment? Mm-hmm. You know, I might, now I might see John, uh, or actually I'm going to be going to podcast movement and I'm interviewing them there. And I'll tell him, you know, this show you had with so-and-so, I started doing that. I'll tell him that one-on-one. But I don't send him an email, which I could, and say, love the episode. So then why am I, you know, this idea of us going for numbers or likes or comments, then why are we expecting somebody else that doesn't normally do that to do it just for us? Do you know, you know I, I used to be quite shy with social media. I had lots of points of view about um, putting myself out there because, oh my God, I might be judged. and. Uh, I think I look at now people judging or copying or whatever it is, it's the greatest form of, of a compliment. It's, it's willing to, I've pushed somebody's buttons, hooray, because uh, I'm not here to hold your hand and, and show you sort of the yellow brick road. I'm actually showing you a way that you can change your life. And yeah, sometimes it requires work. Sometimes it requires tears. Uh, but you have to be willing to look at your shit. And so when I see other people out there willing to also be that energy of, of doing a talk or, or whatever that is, a workshops, uh, then I'm willing to also say, hey, I loved what you said. And so I now am much more um, invested in more of the global movement Mm-hmm. with connecting with people that I really I'm inspired by that I see changing the world. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's almost like giving and receiving, you know, that how some people struggle with the idea of receiving, but are great givers. Some yeah. people never give, but love receiving. And, yeah. and I find it's, you know, it's, it's a rare breed still who is mm-hmm. really good at both equally. And I think even just like you said about the comments, that's the giving side. Now I'm really good at giving um, when it comes to somebody reaches out and says, help me with this, or I'll, I'll reach out to them and say, haven't heard from you in a while. How can I help you? I'm really good at serving, but not in a public way. And that's something I have to work on because I have to recognize that that person may stop posting the day before the most important post they'll ever do because nobody did comment. Mm -hmm. So maybe my giving and being the person that reaches out globally and says, you know what, this quote that you put up or this message or this show you had um, actually really stuck with me. And I've been sharing it with people. 
maybe they need that extra thing. Like maybe I'm giving them more than just the compliment or comment. Maybe yeah. I'm giving them the, the, the encouragement to go on. So anyway, I'm glad you said that because I never thought about it from that perspective. And I, if you liken it to giving and receiving, I'm really, you have to know your strengths, but also I think you have to work on what you could also do that's still in your strength area. So I'm good at serving, but not necessarily um, publicly. And I, I'll put posts on my page saying, you know, want to congratulate this person for doing this and all that, but I'm not good at going on their page and saying, right. love what you did here. So that's something I have to work on. Yeah, and, and the gift of that is that you're actually opening yourself up to a brand new audience. Uh, so, you know, with my, my different social media pages that I've been growing over the years, it's, it's actually, uh, you know, you've maximized your friends list. So you have your business page and you're growing that and then you have your Instagram and then you have your YouTube and you have your this and your, you know, your, your radio show. And so you're all over the place. And when you're invested in, in other people's uh, success and their growth, they'll turn around at some point there will be that connection and then you're going to see everything just expand and again it's organically without having a point of view of whether they ever say anything mm -hmm. somewhere out there in the algorithmic world <laughs> things get connected and that's what's that's what i find really cool about it yeah. yeah it's it's so true and i i've had those experiences but then when I get busy, I think I, you know, if I'm being honest with myself, I think I drop the ball when I get busy and I fall off that pattern of, of complimenting people, sharing, talking about what's good that I hear because I get in my own little head traveling and stuff. And I think that's something that I personally could work on is making maybe a half hour a day, regardless of what I'm doing when I first get up to just go on and check people's stuff out, but also take the time to comment and say, here's how it moved me. So Thank you for that. You just gave me a gift. So thank you. Uh, it's, it's a, now it's, it's a gift, but it's also can be a gift. I unwrap. It's up to me now to unwrap it and do something with it. Yeah. But, uh, now, you know, there's never enough time, but what I want to do as we at least start our journey of winding down, uh, Lisa, is I want I always ask three questions. So my, the rest of the interview is always conversational. I go with my intuition. I think I mentioned to you that uh, certain people I know I have to bring on again. So I know I'll have to with you because we barely scratched the surface uh, mm -hmm. in this conversation. But at the same time, I like to ask these three common questions. I'll call them the rapid fire questions, but they're not thrown at you any quicker. Uh, but they're the only real fixed questions that I asked during the interview. And that's sort of how we start to wind down. And I will tell you the unofficial question after that is simply how we can learn more about your work and connect with you. But before I jump too far ahead, first question is who inspires you and why? I would say my 89-year-old father. Um, he left Argentina um, when Perón came into power and he had to recreate his life. He was, he was at one point going in a direction of running his family, Estancia, which is like a big ranch, to having to walk away and reinvent himself and you know through lots of different travels ended up in Canada and and started his life and has reinvented himself many times over um, and and not ever being afraid of moving himself from a he's moved around in Canada with my mom died when I was young my dad remarried he was in the corporate world started an antique business there's he continues to inspire me and the word retire is not part of his vocabulary. He says, why would I retire? <laughs> That's like, 
I can do that when I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. Cause I always yeah. say that, uh, why would you retire doing from doing something you love? Yeah. Not working. I mean, yeah. if you play, if I play guitar and love playing guitar, that's like, why would I stop playing guitar just randomly? So yeah. I love his attitude. Uh, so second question, which you can still, I mean, it sort of dials into that as well, but how do you define success? Great question. And that was something that I actually uh, looked at and I was trying to fit into what this reality believes success looks like. And it has to come from a place of joy and um, the space of knowing that this, this world is incredibly abundant and to really follow what you know is true for you. End of story. You've got to follow what's true for you. Uh, and it's that energetic pull that pulls you in that direction. And no matter what, you just, it's, it's that unstoppable energy of I'm, I'm going to continue to go. I don't know how it's going to look on the, on the journey, but I know that what I have to uh, gift to the universe is is greater than anybody else's judgments and uh so if you can if you can follow that knowing that awareness your world expands and with that it becomes it's greater than you anticipated and that i know for myself if you had told me that i'd be traveling around the world facilitating classes and talking and and different languages to different like places that I never imagined going to, I, that would not have been if I had written it on a piece of paper and planned it out, that wouldn't have, that, that wouldn't have, have it happened in the way that it organically has. So the less control, um, and the more willing to just be present with my, my business, uh, and my creations, the more I can see that the success is, is fun. It's playful. Um, yes, there's some hard work, but hey, throw in some joy and fun and laughter and happiness and it's magic. <laughs> I love that. So the last question I said, it was the unofficial one, but it's maybe the most important. Somebody listens to you, Lisa, for this short amount of time where we covered a lot of ground. It's almost hard to believe how much you can cover in such a short amount of time, but I also know we barely scratched the surface. So I'm going to invite you to come back in the future, uh, mm -hmm. but for today, uh, and, and we'll wave the flag for you in the interim, but for today, uh, I guess the most important question is if somebody wants to find out about your work, how they can work with you, connect with you, where would you normally send them? So I have a, a website uh, and it's called Infinite Energies. And uh, that's always being updated with whatever classes I'm facilitating around the world live online. And I'm Facebook Lisa Bennett, but I'm maxed out on my friends. So you've got to pop over to my Infinite Energies Facebook page. And then I also have a, a private Facebook group where people are really inspired about how they can shift their lives through their spaces. So that is um, that Facebook page is called Creating Conscious Spaces. And um, they can absolutely, they've got some freebies that come out. And, and so all of that will be available for them. Um, and uh, you can also send me an email, lisa at infiniteenergies.ca. So. Awesome. Well, Lisa, this has been an absolute pleasure. I knew it would be. Uh, yeah. Like I said, we'll wave the flag for you and we'll uh, keep sharing your important message. And please do that for us as well. Keep sharing your important message and energy and light. And uh, thank you once again for joining us today. Uh, thanks, Corey. Have a great day, everyone. Take care.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.